It is 29 October. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Insect apocalypse. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, let's see here. Uh, I guess the first thing I will do is uh, for all the people that are watching the CG report throughout the week, um, I would ask you to remember to make a note that on Saturday night before you go to bed to turn your clocks back. Okay, it is a fall back. And so if my brain is thinking correctly, you should get an extra hour of sleep. Either way, whether it's an hour more or an hour less, you have been told and uh, for the people in the church, uh, they don't know it, but anybody that shows up late on that weekend has to spend the entire month in the front row. So um, now they know that. And so, uh, you, well, some, pe- you know what? I got to tell you, some people say that and then they actually come late because they're like, we got plenty of time. And I've seen that many times. They don't come early. They come late. So um, that's why, it, especially this time of year, if you're late, front row for a month. I'm, I may make it two months this year. Anyway, um, let's see here. We got some news from Israel, from all Israel. Once again, I'm doing the same thing that I've done the past two weeks with the war. I'm not going to talk a lot about the war directly because it changes constantly. We've got, you know, Israel has gone in. If you want to watch that, I have two links on the top of the CG report. One of them shows Israel, Tel Aviv and stuff in case they get bombed. The other one is a Gaza link. And I've been watching it for the past two days and it has been a constant pounding. Constant. You can watch bombs fall all day long. I was watching with Sergio a couple, uh, uh, two days ago, maybe it was yesterday. It was nighttime there and the skyline was just constantly, you know, igniting and, uh, tanks are being, uh, fired. There's aerial bombing coming in. You can hear machine guns in the background. And so I just let it go all day long. And, um, it's, it's just something that reminds me that they are doing what they need to do. And, uh, you know, you want to feel bad for the people that are there, but I got to tell you what, they are there and they had a chance to leave. Admittedly, um, Hamas has not allowed people to go. They've threatened them. You leave and we're going to shoot you. We're going to kill your family, whatever. So there are people that are actually stuck there, but they're the ones that have been a part of that society. And uh, uh, I've watched a couple funerals where they've had some of their martyrs and the uh, martyrs are carried right through the streets and everybody's gathered around. I mean, it's just this giant thing, like what heroes they are. So it's hard to feel sad when they have that attitude. But I, uh, uh, that's about all I'm going to say about it. Listen to the uh, live stream, watch it, and it's kind of fun to watch if you like that kind of thing. Some people don't want to see bombs going off, I understand. But from all Israel, 45 U.S. planes delivered 1,000 tons of armaments to Israel since Iron Swords War began. So this is a couple days back, 1,000 tons tons of armament. Uh, They are going in for the long haul on this. The U.S. began supplying Israel with military aid when the war against Hamas began on October 7th and has brought around a thousand tons of weaponry so far, including a diverse range of offensive and defensive armaments. 
The latest cargo plane that landed in Israel transported a wide array of military supplies, including military ambulances, medical equipment for IDF use, and various other resources aimed at enhancing readiness capabilities. Another cargo plane had delivered the initial shipment of armored vehicles to replace vehicles lost or damaged by the IDF in its efforts to repel the Hamas invasion on October 7th and retake the area surrounding the Gaza Strip. Before I go on, one other thing I'd like to say about Gaza. One of the Gaza camps is outside the hospital uh, that got hit a while ago, and it is business as usual in that area. There are people drinking coffee walking down the roads. There are donkeys pulling carts. It's business as usual. So if you are hearing anything else on any other news stories like Israel's killing everybody and bombing all these people in the main part of the city, it is untrue. You can sit and watch that camera live 24 hours a day. So the delivery is part of a large-scale procurement operation led by the Defense Ministry's Directorate of Production and Procurement and the U.S. Procurement Mission intended to bolster the IDF's fleet of vehicles in order to address a range of operational scenarios. From Forbes, U.S. sending more missile systems to Mideast as it prepares additional troops to deploy. The U.S. will send a terminal high-altitude area defense system, that's the THAAD system, and additional Patriot Air Defense Missile Systems battalions to locations throughout the region. Defense Secretary Austin said, adding that he has placed an additional number of American troops on prepare-to-deploy orders. Austin did not say how many battalions would be sent or exactly where they would be going, nor did he specify the number of troops under new orders. The Biden admin withdrew air defense systems from the Middle East two years ago, something that was a complete disaster. He never should have done it, and he did it, citing reduced tension with Iran. But there have been an increasing number of moves against U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria, with at least six attacks since Hamas' deadly attack on Israel on October 7th. That's all Iran doing it, by the way. The military base in Syria used to train U.S. troops was hit by drones. One caused minor injuries, and another drone was shot down. Rockets hit another military base hosting U.S. forces near Baghdad's International Airport, and more rockets targeted the Ain al-Assad Air Base, which hosts U.S. and other international forces in western Iraq. We are concerned. In fact, we expect escalation by Iranian proxies against our forces directed against our personnel. From Breitbart, Israel creates special unit to hunt and kill every participant in Hamas terror attack. Every one of them. Oh, you know, one thing Hidako and I were watching last night, and she got interested and actually stopped what she was doing to listen. They were interviewing one of the people that they caught on October 7th. He's a young guy. He was very candid about what they are doing. He, he gave away every secret without, you know, there was none of this. I'm going to, you know, be a martyr to the end or anything. He was openly and candidly speaking. He told how the network of tunnel systems works everywhere. He also told exactly what is under that hospital, and Israel has announced that, but this guy confirms it. Everything under that hospital, layer after layer of underground bunkers with weapons, with warheads, with a a military base, gasoline supply, everything under a hospital. And this is the standard everywhere there. So this guy, I said to Hidako, he will never be able to go back home. Ever. He will be killed one minute after he arrives. His face is right there. They've got it open. Uh, He'll probably spend the rest of his life in prison anyway. Uh, They would need to put him in a prison where there are no uh, Palestinians because he will die in there as well. But I don't know what his fate is, but he will never 
ever be released back to Gaza. He will not make it five minutes. But he probably doesn't want to go back. But they, you know, I'm sure they've done this specifically so that he knows he has no chance to go back. He can't. But anyway, we'll go on. Um, The Israel creates a special unit to hunt and kill every single participant. They've done this in the past, and it'll probably say this in the uh, thing, but Israel is very good about not caring about sovereign rights of a country when there's a person that killed somebody in their country. They will go after them in Argentina. They'll do it in Washington, D.C. They don't care. They are going to take these people out. They will hound every one of them down and kill them. So in Israel's ongoing effort to track down all those involved in the brutal terrorist attack that left more than 1,400 victims, I saw more photos yesterday of children and what happened to them, and they were absolutely heartbreaking. Yes. I, I will not describe what it, you can go find these things. The IDF and the Israeli government has released these. And if you look long enough, you will find them. I wasn't looking because I don't want to see that. And it happened to come across my face. And I could not believe what I was seeing. Whatever they're doing in Gaza, they need to do it. And they need to continue until they're Amen. done. The Shin Bet has established a new unit named Nili, an acronym in Hebrew that translates as the eternity of Israel will not lie. I keep thinking of Nili like nullify, but anyway, uh, because that's what's going to happen to these guys. But this unit is dedicated to hunting down and eliminating every individual who played a role in the massacre in the Western Negev settlements. The force was specifically set up to target members of Nukba, a special commando unit within Hamas. Military wing who infiltrated Israel. They actually, that guy was talking about that they were interviewing, talked about Nukba, um, executed mass killings in various villages and IDF outposts, and subsequently returned to the Gaza Strip. Israel has carried out such operations before, notably in the effort to track and kill every Palestinian terrorist who participated in the kidnapping and murder of Israeli athletes at the Olympics in Munich, Germany, in 1972. As the Jewish Virtual Library notes, Nili was also the name of a spy ring operated by Jewish settlers in Palestine during the Ottoman Empire that assisted the British in the First World War. From the Times of Israel, U.S. military completes first Iron Dome tests on American soil. I reported on that some time ago that America was going to get their own Iron Dome system from Israel. And uh, they did this, but it's been a while. It's actually, I think it was July when they tested this, but it was just released this past week. So uh, that is now done and America has access to the Iron Dome system. From the reload, Jewish Americans arm themselves in wake of Israeli horror. So even here in America, I reported last week that that's going on uh, exponentially in Israel. Well, they're also doing it here. And as you know, a large portion, a majority of the Jews are very left wing. But, you know, when your life is on the line, you're willing to uh, let some of your morals go like we don't want any guns and they will go get guns. And so that's the case. Okay, we got some news from Christianity from the Gateway Pundit. Biden's border security, which is no security at all, by the way, just so you know that, but Biden's border security takes aim at Christians. Oh, so there is security against, uh, yeah, listen to this. The Biden admins claim that America's southern border is closed, even as its policies allow millions of illegal aliens flood in, has become one of his greatest misleading statements. But there is one segment of society that is feeling the brunt of border security persecuted Christians. 
With Biden now in the White House, it has cut the resettlement of Christians fleeing persecution around the globe by 70% compared to 2016. The actual number of Christians resettled was 9,528, down from 32,248 in 2016. The documentation shows that in April 2021, just after Biden stole office, his appointees limited the refuge resettlement ceiling to just 15,000 for the year. There was something I added into that sentence. Okay, a historic low. That number failed to reflect that unprecedented numbers of individuals worldwide are forcibly displaced by conflict or persecution, including based on their religion or belief. The Biden admin did adjust the resettlement limit upward later, but the U.S. still failed to even reach the initial ceiling of 15,000 by the end of the year. So for numbers sake, they upped the numbers, but they wouldn't allow them in anyway. So it was just we're going to do this, but they didn't do it. Before 2017, the average resettlement was about 81,000 per year. The report also reveals this year Biden's DHS adopted a new rule that mostly restricts eligibility for asylum for those who enter the U.S. other than at a lawful port of entry. And Biden's new process for requesting asylum appointments at ports of entry doesn't have openings enough for those who are requesting that status. The report charged, as this report demonstrates with both statistics and individual stories, followers of Jesus are often among those at most at risk of persecution in countries that deny the religious freedom that we believe is a God-given right of each human being. We cannot profess to care for our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ if we are unwilling to do what we can to address their physical needs for safety. It warned, Globally, more than 360 million Christians face high levels of persecution and discrimination for their faith. When individuals facing violence and pressure at home determine it is no longer safe to remain, some make the difficult decision to migrate, which is often the result of religious persecution in conjunction with other migratory pressures, hoping and praying to find a safe country that will welcome them. The report says in the U.S., recent shifts in U.S. policy reveal that America is no longer the safe haven for displaced persons that it once was. We have an open border with um, with three million people since he uh, got into office coming over. Christians are not allowed. From the AP, Oklahoma Attorney General sues to stop U.S.'s first public religious school. Now, it's a Catholic school. The attorney general sues to stop it. I think this is a good idea. You're going to find out why. Oklahoma's Republican attorney general, Genter Drummond, sued to stop a state board from establishing and funding what would be the nation's first religious public charter school after the board ignored Drummond's warning that it would violate both the state and U.S. constitutions. Drummond filed the lawsuit with the Oklahoma Supreme Court against the Oklahoma Statewide Virtue Charter School Board after three of the board's members this week signed a contract for the St. Isidore of Seville Catholic Virtual Charter School, which is sponsored by the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. Make no mistake, if the Catholic Church were permitted to have a public virtual charter school, a reckoning will follow in which this state will be faced with the unprecedented quandary of processing requests to directly fund all petitioning sectarian groups. In other words, Islam would have schools immediately, hundreds of them, petitioning. 
The school board voted 3-2 to two in June to approve the Catholic Archdiocese application to establish the online public charter school, which would be open to students across the state in kindergarten through 12th grade. In its application, the Archdiocese said its vision is that the school participates in the evangelizing mission of the church, which is a laugh by itself, and is the privileged environment in which Christian education is carried out. That is fine. They can fund it themselves. I sent my children to a private Baptist school right down the road here for all 12 of their years. They came back from Malaysia when they were in first grade, maybe still kindergarten, one of them. Anyway, and I, my wife and I paid for it every single year because they didn't want them to get the crummy education that they're giving to our children now. And it was pay as you go. These people want something free from the state of Oklahoma. But the problem is that if you do that, Buddhists will start applying, Hindus will start applying, but I guarantee you, nobody will turn down a mosque that is applying for its own charter school. Nobody will. And so this is a very bad idea. They should not have signed that. They did, and I'm glad this guy is taking this stand. Some news from the Mideast in Africa today. From the Midwesterner, thousands of Dearborn students chant Allah Akbar during pro-Hamas school walkout. Thousands more high school students walked out of classrooms in Dearborn, Michigan to protest Israel's response to last week's Hamas terror attack. You know, they don't care what happened to the Jews. They couldn't care at all. Free Palestine, free Palestine, they chanted along with, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And Allah Akbar. Now, that's what's going on up in Dearborn, Michigan. You know, once again, you let in the snake and the snake will bite. And that's what's happening here. From How the Jews. Yeah, that's that's a real educational objective. Well, it's okay because they're Muslims. Oh, I see. I see. From the Jerusalem Post. This is, this is a very interesting article, I thought. This is the drug Hamas terrorists took yes. to help them slaughter yes. Israelis. Yes. Hamas terrorists who carried out a surprise attack on October 7th were found to be under the influence of Captagon, a synthetic amphetamine-type stimulant that has been clandestinely produced in southern Europe and trafficked through Turkey to the consumer markets on the Arabian Peninsula. The pills were recovered from the pockets of many terrorists. This stimulant drug, also known as cocaine for the poor, allowed the terrorists to commit heinous acts with a sense of calmness and indifference. Simultaneously, it kept them highly alert for extended periods and suppressed their appetite. Captagon gained notoriety in 2015 when it was discovered to be used by ISIS fighters to suppress fear prior to carrying out terrorist operations. Captagon belongs to the amphetamine family and was initially developed to address attention disorders, narcolepsy, and depression. Despite its highly addictive nature and potential for inducing psychotic reactions, it continues to enjoy popularity in the Mideast due to its affordability and ease of manufacturing. Its primary effects include arousing feelings of euphoria, reducing the need for sleep, suppressing appetite, and providing sustained energy. According to medical professionals in Lebanon and Syria, Captagon is not only prevalent among fighters, but is also frequently used by desperate civilians residing in conflict zones. Once a source of revenue for ISIS, members through drug smuggling, Captagon has now become a major source of income for Syria and is actively supported by Hezbollah. So there you go. That's They're taking drugs. Does anybody know where the term berserk came from? 
from the berserkers. They used to do that same thing. And so that's where the term came from. Uh, from the insider, Saudi's crown prince snubbed the U.S. Secretary of State by making him wait long hours for a meeting before postponing it. I just thought I'd read this because I got a tickle out of it, and I hope you do too. And it was actually a couple weeks ago, but it's so funny I had to throw it in. MBS reportedly kept Blinken waiting for hours for a meeting, then didn't show. It came as Blinked Out tried to persuade the Saudi ruler to condemn the Hamas terror attacks. Arab countries have criticized Israel's response to the Hamas attacks. Saudi Arabia's ruler kept blinked out waiting for hours for a meeting, then didn't show up until the next day in an astonishing snub to the U.S. top diplomat. Blinked out had expected to meet MBS in the evening after touching down, but was kept waiting for hours. When the crown prince eventually showing up the next morning, Blinken's attempts to find common ground with Egypt's President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, another U.S. regional ally, also met with little success. Saudi Arabia has long been among U.S.'s key regional allies, but in recent years, its ruler has sought to steer a more independent course for the kingdom, forming closer ties with the U.S. rival China. Last year, a diplomatic spat erupted when the Saudis snubbed the Biden admin and refused to increase oil production. It's all very funny because Biden is a total incompetent, okay? And actually, the guy that's running Biden, I think everybody knows this, is Obama, and he's also a complete incompetent, okay? He's not the smartest guy in the world, and Hillary Clinton is not the smartest woman in the world. These people are incompetent. They have an ideology that will never work, and so that's their worldview, and this is what we get when that type of thing happens. From all Israel, in unusual move, European Parliament condemns Hamas and says it must be eliminated. The European Parliament. The EU Parliament passed a non-binding resolution calling for the Iran-backed Hamas terror organization to be eliminated. The resolution was passed by an overwhelming majority, 500 to 21. The parliamentarians in favor. In its resolution, the European Parliament condemned, in the strongest possible terms, the despicable terrorist attacks committed by the terrorist group Hamas against Israel and expresses its support for the state of Israel and its people. Reiterates that the terrorist organization Hamas needs to be eliminated. The resolution also referred to the already debunked live and Israeli airstrike of the Al Whatever Hospital in Gaza pending an independent investigation. Not needed. There needs to be no independent investigation because it's as obvious as the nose on your face. But if it'll help, which it won't, then uh, they ought to do it. But uh, Breitbart last just a title. And uh, here you go. Obama criticizes Israel over Gaza. Don't harden Palestinian attitudes for generations. Okay, so they hate us this much. And if we do this, they're going to hate us this much. Right. I mean, the guy is stupid. Yes. Obama is stupid, okay? <sighs> now something interesting from Mongolia. Aki Press. Foreign trade turnover of Mongolia hits 18.1%. Mongolia's foreign trade turnover grew by 18.1% year-on-year to $18.1 billion in the first three quarters of 2023. The National Statistical Committee said the positive foreign trade balance of Mongolia reached $4.5 billion 
They're taking over the world. Unbelievable. Now, next week, unless something else more exciting comes, you are going to go crazy over the Mongolia update. You're going to go, oh, ah. Uh. <laughs> okay, Daniel 12 technology from Defense One. Microchip breakthrough may reshape the future of AI. A prototype microchip design by IBM could pave the way for a world of much smarter devices that do not rely on the cloud or the internet for their intelligence. That could help soldiers who operate drones, ground robots, or augmented reality gear against adversaries who can target electronic emissions. But the new chip also paves way for a different sort of AI, one that doesn't rely on big cloud and data companies like Amazon or Google. Unlike traditional chips that separate memory from processing circuits, the North Pole chip combines the two, like synapses in the brain that hold and process information based on their connection to other neurons. Writing in the journal Science, IBM researchers called it a neural inference architecture that blurs this boundary by eliminating off-chip memory, intertwining compute with memory on-chip, and appearing externally as active memory. Today's computers have at least two characteristics that limit AI development. First, they need a lot of power. Your brain, running on just 12 watts of power, or in my case, about three, but uh, can retain and retrieve the info you need to have a detailed conversation while simultaneously absorbing, correcting, interpreting, and making decisions about the enormous amount of sensory data required to drive a car. A desktop computer requires 175 watts just to process the ones and zeros of an orderly spreadsheet. This is one reason why computer vision in cars and drones is so difficult, a huge limiting factor for autonomy. This energy inefficiency is one reason why many of today's AI tools depend on enormous enterprise cloud farms that consume enough energy to power a small town. The second problem is that we're reaching the atomic limit of how many transistors we can fit on a chip. Anybody know what that's called? It's been around for years and years, and we're at the end of it. It's called Moore's Law. You can increase technology and knowledge this much every single year, every two years, or whatever it is. It's a formula, and it is proven absolutely correct, but we are at the limit of that now. We can no longer go further because we can't have the data available that quickly. This will change that. The North Pole chip prototype may help solve both problems. What we really set out to do is optimize every joule of energy, every capital cost of a transistor, and every opportunity for a single clock cycle. So it's been optimized along these three dimensions, energy, space, and time. Sounds like creation, right? The North Pole chip has 22 billion transistors and 256 cores, according to the paper. There are, of course, chips with more transistors and more cores, but North Pole's unique architecture allows it to operate exponentially more efficiently on tasks like processing moving images. Against a comparable chip with 12NM silicon technology process node and with a comparable number of transistors, North Pole delivers 25 times higher frames per joule. If you want to connect a lot of them in an enterprise cloud environment to run a generative AI program like ChatGPT, you could shrink that cloud down considerably. 
cloud computing that used to take a massive building of servers suddenly fits in the back of a plane. But of course, you also need a few chips for things like small drones and robots. They're making things smaller all of a sudden if this works out, and that will be a huge technological leap. Anyway, we'll see. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of from CBS. The flesh-eating parasite spread by sand flies has foothold in the United States, appears to be endemic in Texas, CDC scientists report. Once thought to be a danger largely reserved for travelers, a flesh-eating parasite known as Leishmania mexicana is now likely spreading locally through some sand flies native to the southern U.S., it includes skin sores caused by Leishmania mexicana. They typically erupt weeks to months after people are bitten by an infected fly. The parasite can continue to inflict damage for years, leading to long-term scarring in its wake. No vaccine is available for this particular disease. Now, I read you something a while ago maybe a month, maybe a little more or less, but it was about uh, dogs in the Eastern European Union, okay, the Eastern European area, and they were saying that it could spread, uh, you know, problems into Western Europe and eventually get to America. And I said, watch this because they're going to use dogs as spreaders so that you no longer have dogs because they don't want you to have your personal pets anymore. Yeah. Next article, just the title, Mail Online, CDC warns pet dogs could start spreading new deadly flesh-eating parasite to humans in the United States. Exactly what I said maybe a month ago, they're pushing this now. They want you to not have your little furry pets anymore. They're using that with no evidence at all of something that's going on in the deserts of Texas and saying that applies to you right now, folks. Get rid of your dog. From Yahoo, an insect apocalypse may be upon us. Here's what you need to know. You might have heard that insect populations are declining. But at the same time, it seems like mosquitoes are everywhere. While trying to eradicate them with candles, bug zappers, DEET-infused repellents, and chemical fogs, it turns out we've been making the problem worse. Only the hardy survive, such as the aggressive, disease-carrying mosquitoes that feed on humans and pets. Now think of this, we're at the end times. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I don't want to set a date or anything. but. This is what can happen very quickly, especially when we are no longer using the zappers and these things just multiply out of control and the people of the end times that are left behind are going to be eaten alive. Anyway, the insect apocalypse is full of nuance, but there is no doubt that many populations of vital species are in decline by destroying the habitats of essential insect populations, such as beneath fallen leaves, as well as killing them with insecticides and disrupting ecosystems with pollution, we've dramatically reduced insect biodiversity. The problem is most apparent in urban areas and in dense population centers. Well, that's mostly left wing, so I'll keep my comments to myself. <laughs> Less urban places enjoy more balanced ecosystems where a more robust and diverse insect population means fewer pests. Areas with greater biodiversity maintain a healthy food web in which frogs, fish, and birds help keep the numbers of mosquitoes in check. 
So there you go. We're doing it to ourselves. And, you know, you want to get rid of the bugs in your lawn. But when you do, they're right. You're killing things under that do other things that are natural that they can no longer do. And then you've got problems because there's nothing to eat them and the cycle goes on. So we'll see if that continues while we're here or maybe it'll happen after we're gone. Okay, from the CG report. Florida State Surgeon General issues new guidance for recently approved COVID-19 boosters. Okay, I'm not going to say what he said because I don't want to be banned from uh, this format that we're on right now, but it's linked on the CG report. Okay, so all you need to do is go look. It's one of the red articles. I just moved it off hot a day ago, so it should be somewhere in the main body. And just see about the new issued guidance from our um, Surgeon General. I like the guy. I like yes. his thinking. Okay, morality is declining. Breitbart. I said that and my son walks in. Morality is declining and my son walks in. Breitbart. Aussie trans identified male football coach included in top 100 women's list. Okay, you're in Australia and that one of the top 100 great women is a trans identified male football coach. From Vice, Canada will legalize medically assisted dying for people addicted to drugs. They talked about it. They're going to do it. From the Gateway Pundit, Georgia taxpayers will now pay for state employees and teachers to get sex changes. If you're in Georgia, you've got to pay for that nonsense. From the Post Millennial, California State Senator Scott Weiner uh, claims trans males must be transferred into women's prisons because trans women are more likely to be victimized by violence. That is an idiot. That person is a complete dolt. From the Gateway Pundit, 11-year-old transgender biological boy becomes youngest grand marshal of the Orlando Pride Parade. Mail Online, Oregon school chiefs suspend need for high schoolers to prove math reading and writing schools to graduate for five more years to bolster minority students who don't test well. That's why they're doing it. You don't have to meet any requirements when you graduate in Oregon because it bolsters black people. It, all it does is it harms them. That's all it does. These people are completely out of their minds. They're harming black children. They're not helping them at all. The State Board of Education ruled that students will no longer have to fulfill an essential skills requirement in order to graduate. You just Here's your diploma. Frontline. You're not going to believe this title. Assisted suicide for babies demanded by Quebec College of Physicians. Babies. Now, but listen to this. This is what Obama wanted when he was a state senator in Illinois. He wanted to have the right for women to kill their babies up to two years old. This is what they now are demanding at the Quebec College of Physicians. It's just catching up with that numbskull from Zero Hedge. Children are not social experiments. Oklahoma ban on sex changes for minors upheld by federal district court. Good. CNN, India's top court declines to legalize same-sex marriage in landmark LGBTQ ruling. Good. Good. Okay, got some other news for you. National Pulse. Ex-German chancellor says U.S. sabotaged Ukraine-Russia peace negotiations. This is the ex-chancellor. He ought to know. 
Gerard Schroeder has argued in a newspaper interview that the U.S. government didn't allow, he, they didn't allow any compromises that could have brought an end to the Russia-Ukraine conflict just weeks after Moscow's military offensive began in February 2022. Schroeder said he was asked to help mediate the March 2022 peace negotiations between Ukrainian and Russian officials in Istanbul. He said that although the representatives of Zelensky were open to making concessions on such key issues as renouncing efforts to join NATO, the Ukrainians did not agree to peace because they were not allowed to. They first had to ask the Americans about everything they discussed. You talk about a deep state that all it wants to do is produce more war and more death so that they can sit on the beach in Hawaii. This is what's going on in the world right now. They first has to ask Americans about everything they discussed. Russian officials have repeatedly claimed that the U.S. and other Western backers of Ukraine discouraged Zelensky's government from agreeing to a peace settlement. Schroeder, who has defended his continuing friendship with Putin, essentially confirmed that allegation. My impression, this is him saying, nothing could happen because everything else was decided in Washington. The ex-chancellor described Washington's strategy as fatal, saying it resulted in closer ties between Russia and China. The Americans believe they can keep the Russians down, Schroeder said. Now it's the case that two actors, China and Russia, who are limited by the USA, are joining forces. Americans believe they are strong enough to keep both sides in check. I would say not Americans, the left, the left, yes. because Trump didn't want any of this. Amen. In my humble opinion, this is a mistake. Just look how torn American side is now. Look at the chaos in Congress. Washington's allies in Western Europe failed to seize the opportunity to push for peace in March 2022. At the time, he added, Zelensky was open to compromise on Crimea and breakaway territories in the Donbass region. Since that time, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian troops have been killed as Western military aid prolongs the conflict. Putin estimated earlier this month that Kiev lost over 90 thousand soldiers in the failed counteroffensive that began in June. So since June, they've lost 90,000 human lives because of the American mm -hmm. deep state. I want to sit on a beach and be a millionaire in Hawaii, and so I insist that we do not stop this war. From Fox, yeah, billionaire. From Fox, exasperated Republican governor moves to beef up border security. We're the only ones doing anything. Anybody hear this? Frustrated by what he argues is a lack of support by Biden's admin, Governor Sununu is taking matters into his own hands to help secure his state's northern border with Canada. Sununu announced that he'll use $1.4 in funding from New Hampshire's current budget to boost tenfold patrols by state and local law enforcement along the 58-mile border, while acknowledging that the deteriorating situation along America's northern border is overshadowed by the crisis along the southern border with Mexico. The governor emphasized that there have been more apprehensions along our northern border in just this past year than in the last 10 years combined. Encounters with individuals on the terrorist watch list at the ports of entry on the northern border have doubled since 2017. They know that they can get in through the northern border, and they're coming through the northern border. Terrorists, Iran and Afghanistan, etc., flooding in. 
and he warned that there's national security implications, no kidding, to securing the northern border that are becoming more and more obvious every day. The governor and state attorney general announced the creation of the Northern Border Alliance Task Force. They say, you know what's going to happen. They're going to have this task force and Biden's going to send people up to cut the razor wire so they can come in, just like he did on the southern border. They said the partnership between state, county and local LE and forest rangers and fish and game officers will increase Border Patrol hours from roughly 55 per month to a total of 10,000 hours in the next 18 months. This is insane that our government will not do the one thing they're responsible for is protecting the citizens of their nation and they won't do it. Zero hedge. Biden lifts sanctions on Venezuela dictator Maduro in exchange for oil. We're not buying oil from Canada. Who wants to sell it to us? And instead, we're going to Venezuela. A panicking Biden has realized that his best friends now that oil prices are soaring again and the SPR remains largely drained are tin pot banana Republican dictators in the White House's own words, like Nicolas Maduro. The White House suspended sanctions on Venezuelan oil, gas, and gold production. But since it would be too corrupt even for Biden to drop sanctions on Maduro in exchange for just a few barrels of oil and nothing else, the White House pretended that the deal was in exchange for promoting democracy. And in return, the Maduro government promised a deal with the opposition that could see elections held next year, which likely means 100% mail-in ballots and Dominion machines to count them. The U.S. welcomes the signing of an electoral roadmap agreement between the Unitary Platform and Maduro representatives. Treasury Undersecretary for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, Brian Nelson, said in a news release, Consistent with U.S. sanctions policy, uh huh. in response to these democratic developments, the U.S. Department of the Treasury has issued general licenses authorizing transactions involving Venezuela's oil and gas sector and gold sector, as well as removing the ban on secondary trading. The statement cautioned that the Treasury receives the right to revoke any or all of the newly issued licenses in case the Maduro representatives fail to stick to their word regarding a new electoral map for Venezuela. Of course, the Biden admin won't revoke the deal as long as it gets some oil. Then once Biden loses the 2024 elections, all bets are off. Or even if he wins them, all bets are off. It doesn't make any difference. He's just a sellout to this nation. Communist Biden. Zero hedge. Biden plans to buy 6 million barrels of oil for the SPR at $79. Trump was going to completely refill it at $22, and Congress said no. Now we're at $79, and he's going to buy it. And guess what he's going to do next year? He's going to resell it for $22. That's exactly what he's going to do. Breitbart, Joe Biden moves to ban, listen to this, He's going to ban menthol cigarettes. Who smokes menthol cigarettes? Anybody? Black, black people. My black uh, female brother just walked by. He had his hand up. Okay. Joe Biden moves to ban menthol cigarettes while pushing safe crack pipes and marijuana reform. He's doing this, but getting rid of that. All he's doing is destroying the black population of this nation. And they can't see it because they get a little bit of money from the government every single month, and it's all they need to continue till the next month. <coughs> Breitbart. 
This is the best reason in the world. If you're not willing to vote for Trump now, I never want to hear from you again. This is everybody online. This is everybody that ever watches this. Everybody here. If you're not willing to vote for Trump, I don't want to hear from you again. Cher says she will leave the U.S. if Trump gets reelected. Go, 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 go. Yeah, we've heard that from every one of them. But when I saw that, I was so elated. Okay, who said it? A prudent man foresees the difficulties ahead and prepares for them. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Solomon. Solomon. Hey, good job. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, good job. Huh? He will, because he's probably going to win today's sermon question. Okay, uh, Remember, if you win today, if you get the sermon question today, you get Matt and Debbie Hayes' 1988 Pro Street Thunderbird. Okay. Got a lesserick here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he's talking about. For Hamas, there's no place to hide. They will soon get their virgins supplied. They won't think it's silly once tracked down by Nili and Israelis commit Hamas-side. Yes, very good. Okay, please be cheerful. Please be cheerful. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus rose again, proving that he is God and that your sins are eternally gone, left in the grave. Okay, be happy. The world around us is devolving. We have a better hope. If you don't know the timing of that better hope, go watch last (coughs) Thursday's Bible study. I detail it. I have it on the board so you can take a picture of it. You can study it and you'll know exactly the time frame of the end times events. Not when the rapture is going to happen. You're not going to hear Charlie Garrett ever say that, but you will know the time frame of how these events unfold. Okay. It's not an opinion. It's right from scripture. I've got little arrows to show you. You can make a better one if you know how to do graphics and all that kind of stuff. Put it on your computer. It's, you can't change what the Bible has given us. It's not possible. Okay, I do talk about a couple presuppositions that you must have in order to take the uh, dissenting view. That's fine. I give that because I want people to know what the dissenting view is and that they are presuppositions. But go back and watch Thursday's Bible study. That will help you with these type of things. But be happy. It doesn't matter when they're going to happen, whether you get blown up tomorrow or whether you live till you're 90. It doesn't make any difference. Jesus has your eternal soul. Rejoice in that. Okay, got a couple ironies and we'll be done. From the National Review, male woman of the year complains people don't see him as a woman. Yeah. And yeah. And from the Business Insider, this is so cute. This is ironic, but it is so cute. It'll take a little explanation. A Ukrainian soldier called up Russian tech support when he captured a Russian tank that wouldn't start. (laughs) The support staff seemed unaware that they were speaking with the Ukrainian and offered assistance. (laughs) Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the Week.